Hey everyone, this is Kiss with Abuse, the podcast that talks about emotional abuse. In episode five, I sit down with Michael to talk about his relationship with Amber. Now, Michael is the first guy on the podcast. It was actually a little challenging for me to find a guy who was willing to talk about his experience with emotional abuse. In our society in general, it can be hard for men to talk about their feelings and for a male to be abused, especially by a woman, can be even harder to talk about. Um, So I was very thankful that Michael was willing to open up to me and talk about his experience. I love this episode. Michael and I really talk about not just the emotional abuse he experienced but how it's affected him mentally today and how it affected him then and and all of the things he tried to do during the relationship to make it work to defend her actions to help the relationship to keep them together and it's so I think it's so good for us as human beings to hear the story and understand that You know, sometimes there are actions that you shouldn't be defending, and that's okay. I hope you enjoy his story. Okay, so we're here with Michael. Hello. Um, And we are going to talk about your relationship with Amber. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. So, Michael, you're my first man. (laughs) I'm excited about it. I don't have many men willing to talk either who are willing to admit that they were in an emotionally abusive relationship or even after admitting to it aren't willing to talk about it. Mm. So I'm so thankful that you're here and you get to represent your gender. <laughs> all of them. All, all of them. All of the men. All of the you're men. You're doing it. It's about time it's flipped. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, but since you are the only man, let's kind of, I, want, I would love to kind of talk about that for a little bit in the top and we'll kind of go from there. Mm. Um, I actually have this statement from um, like a scholarly journal that's about emotional abuse. And I want to read it to you and tell me what your thoughts on it are about it. For younger men experiencing emotional abuse in their relationships, they may not consider themselves to be victims. So the rewards of the relationship would outweigh the costs. Additionally, as young men do not commonly discuss their relationship problems with other men in the context of suffering abuse, a young man may see his relationship as normal and a better choice than his comparison level, um, like comparing himself to his his friends' relationships and their experiences, um, and his comparison level of the alternatives of being alone. So they're saying like, yeah, he, he can compare his relationship with his friends, and he's like, oh, it's better than that, or it's like, I, this might be a bad relationship, but it's better than being alone. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So what are your thoughts on yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, that actually really... Does. strikes close to home right um, well great uh because i think one thing that strikes close to home is uh yeah like the balance like uh oh well loneliness mm-hmm. 
it's a really strong factor mm-hmm. in a lot of decision making, not just relationships, yeah. but like, oh man, I don't want to be lonely. I won't be lonely. But then there's also that desire of like, well, I, I need alone time mm-hmm. and self care, which is still a new concept for me. Yeah. Probably the next last few years. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, like I, I remember talking to a lot of uh, a couple trusted male friends and they, um, yeah, a lot of it was venting, but wasn't really talking about the emotional side of things too right. much. But uh, I also do have more um, people, uh, friends of mine who are more in tune with their emotions as well. So okay. I think that helped as well. But there was, it's interesting that article, you know, what it said, because yeah, there was kind of that side where um, that almost is exhausting. It's almost like I'm done talking about emotions. Like, right. I've already experienced them in my relationship. I don't want to rehash it. Right. So, but the emotion that kept coming out was anger. Mm. And I think that's a common thing with men is yeah. anger, 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 anger. But there's levels and layers to all that anger that I'm discovering by being in therapy and having more open and honest conversations with men and women. And um, yeah, in some level though, I think what it made me also think of is... Um, really trying to restore my uh, faith and relationships with my female friends mm-hmm. after having that relationship. Okay. Because then I was like, oh no, I mean, it's, I mean, not all women possess the same qualities. But right. then my thought was like going to the lowest denominator and being like, well, what characteristics does she have? Well, she's a woman, you know? Right. <laughs> so, you know, but also, so it challenged me to um, take a deep breath invest in the uh, reinvest in the relationships I already had with women but also intentionally go into other um, partnerships friendships with women uh, not dating necessarily yeah. just yeah. friendship based yeah. I love that because I think that's something that women probably experience after this I know just in general when they are a lot of times when um, they're abused in any way by a man a lot of times and they're like all men are this way or they might or might have some distance with men. So I love that you addressed that. That was something, a thought that went through your mind and then having to overcome that because that is something that not everyone, not every man is emotionally abusive. Not every woman is emotionally abusive. And it's like making sure you don't put that on another person just because of an experience you went through. Right, right, exactly. And um, there was, uh, there also was a reconnection to emotions. Like I, I even during my relationship, I didn't, I couldn't connect with certain emotions. I couldn't, I didn't understand them because they're all in my head. Mm-hmm. So like my therapist says, like uh, whenever you say, uh, it feels like you're actually expressing a, you know, a thought. Yes. You're not expressing an emotion. Yes. But I would say feels like all the time yeah. or things in that realm. And I was like, oh no, I'm just, I'm connecting with. Even the anger was more of a head anger. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe she did this or that or what. Like, but there also was a side of where towards the end of my relationship, I started defending everything that she did. Yeah. Because I was, it was more of a reflection on me. Right. At that point. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was actually very appreciative of my male friends. They would listen. That's awesome. And they would, um, they didn't shy away from having conversations about it. I think I could also tend uh, well, I, I noticed that sometimes they would get exhausted as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we've been talking about this for a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour. Right. And um, so there's a certain awareness of that. But right. also, yeah, just that they did listen without interruption. That's or great. They did offer advice, which I think a lot of men do. They're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, let's fix it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think towards the end of the relationship, especially, I, both of my friends started asking more questions. That's awesome. Which 
you know, and I'm not throwing them under the bus, but I think sometimes they're also trying to get me to realize this is not a healthy relationship right. as gently as they could. Right. So they would ask questions, a lot of leading questions. Um, but I, I think on some level that was good. Yeah. Because then I had to answer them. And right. I had to be like, oh, how far will I go to defend the actions of someone that actually hurt you? Yeah. Which is a, yeah. Yeah. That's a good question in general. Right, right. And that's that's yeah. so awesome that you had, like, supportive male friends. Mm-hmm. I, I love that because I feel um, that enough, that is something, at least at least in our media and um, our society right now, they tend to shy away from that. And it's like, no, talk about it. Like, let's hear it. Like, I feel like everybody, everybody gains something when we talk about our experiences and our emotions and... Right. Going all of that. No, I, definitely. And, and also my relationship with my father. You yeah. know, if you would ask me about things, and I always feel uncomfortable still talking <laughs> about relationships with my parents. I know some people are really open about it. I'm still a little bit like, yeah, uh, yeah I'm I'm dating someone. And then my mom would have questions or my dad would have questions. My dad really would be more like hands off, like, oh, okay. You know, my mom would have a lot of questions. But even discovering the relationship with my dad in those times where I would show frustration and, you know, usually I'd already talked talk to my you know, friends before him. So it was filtered a little bit. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, you could tell he wanted to be there for me. Yeah. But emotionally, he didn't know how. Right. Because he needs to work on his own emotional yeah. health. My Both of my, both my mom and my dad are that way. So they try. <laughs> they try. And I, and I really thank them and I yeah. appreciate them so much for trying. But also when they're not equipped. Right. But the tools. Yeah. That's like, yeah, you can't. You're from you're from the Midwest, right? Yes, I'm from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah Midwest as well. Yeah. So yeah, and that's I feel like even a bigger place of where it's just like no, we don't talk about our feelings. Right. Just right. do your work and just keep going, and we don't talk about them. Right. So uh, yeah, exactly. Well, thank you for kind of touching on that a little bit and your experiences with that, and I would love to kind of maybe start diving into the relationship now. Yes. So you were with Amber for two years. About two years. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, how did you guys, or what was the start of the relationship like, the beginning of it? So yeah, me and Amber um, kind of met through a, a mutual acquaintance who, um, at the time, she was uh, teaching improv classes, and um, she had she was doing it, and that she she needed a little guidance, she needed a little help, and so our mutual acquaintance was like, oh well, Michael uh, teaches improv classes, and you know maybe be interested in helping, so we were connected via Facebook, and then. You know, then it, we finally had an opportunity to meet. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of helped with the improv classes. But there was um, there's an attraction. There mm-hmm. was an excitement of like, oh, this person um, not only wants to um, maybe get some information from me, but they're interested in me as a person, too. So we would hang out a few times and kind of in a mentorship role, I guess, yeah. of talking about improv specifically and teaching and uh, but soon those conversations just kind of went longer than expected. And um, yeah, and it was fun to kind of get to know someone. And right. it was it was exciting. And at this point, I had never really, you know, dated anyone. I haven't really, you know, I was a late bloomer. Like this is when I was 29. Okay. And so I didn't, you know, I always, <laughs> there's that whole other story. <laughs> but yeah, after attempt after attempt, there always nothing really developed relationship wise. Mm-hmm. So this person seemed to, uh, stay around and talk and I was like okay well that's great and I don't know if there could be something more that's always the the dance right the beginning right. of a relationship is I, I think this is mutual I don't yeah. know and so yeah we kind of met in those contexts so uh, even sometimes 
maybe what we talked about today could even be influenced by like that unevenness that started the relationship where yeah. I was the mentor and she was the mentee. Mm-hmm. And I think at times we bridge that fine, but also that would come up occasionally. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so we would hang out that didn't have to do with improv. And then, yeah, just kind of built and built. And we were hanging out enough where I was like, hey, you know, um, do you want to like go out on a date or something? Like it, we practically are already hanging out a lot. And, right. you know, and she had just broken up with someone. And so she was like, well, no, I'm not really, you know. I don't know if that's right for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. But then we'd still hang out with the same amount of volume mm-hmm. and the same intensity. And I'm like, oh, well, it kind of feels like. So I asked mm-hmm. again and she was like, no. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, that's fine. Um, but yeah, eventually there was a, okay, let's do it. Gotcha. You know, and that was kind of done in like, she's like, yeah, I want to meet uh, and let's talk about this. And so in that conversation, she's like, yeah, let's do it. So yeah, it's like, great. Uh, in my mind, I was already there because right. we were hanging out so much and we right. were so... Um, getting to know each other, and we seem to really be enjoying that. So, yeah, that's kind of the beginnings. And in any of that beginning, um, was there looking back on it now? Because it's a lot easier to look back on it now and see it than yeah. when you're in it. But when you look on, back on it now, in the beginning, were, was there any signs of emotional abuse or maybe any little things that came up or anything like that? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think um, someone once told me uh, they said. Um, it's always good to look at how the person that you're with or you know, the person you're dating, how they treat other people. Mm-hmm. And so I would notice how you know she would give me attention that felt good, mm-hmm. but then also she would be very selective on who she talks to. I guess a little exclusionary, but also okay. I thought, well, as a woman, you often have to do that because you, know, you don't want guys hitting on you all the time or right. you don't want... Um, and sometimes maybe you're a shyer person. So like there was, there's reasons behind it. I thought, because right. yeah, she is more uh, of an introvert and, um, yeah. So they kind of, those things happen, but I also thought, well, there's easily reasons behind it. Right. Little explanations. Yeah. Right, right. Right. So I didn't look that into that too much. I think the first, my first actually you know, impression of her though mm-hmm. was, um, was one I'm not super proud of, but it was kind of like, oh, she's full of herself. Okay. Because she would post on Facebook, like, all these photos of herself mm-hmm. and wearing, you know, more scantily clothed uh, pictures or, yeah. you know, so, and, and I'm not proud of that because it's like, well, you know, she can wear whatever she wants. Right. And she can project whatever she wants, mm-hmm. you know, but my first thought is like, oh, she's really into herself. Mm-hmm. And I think by the time the relationship ended, I thought, she's really into herself. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask if that. So it did, like, really, it, I mean, it was roller coaster up and down, to, right. but at the end, I had the same gut feeling as I did in the beginning. In the beginning. Right. Which is almost like trust your instincts right. on some level. So if... Some, yeah, yeah. yeah so I if, totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if, you know, if for some, if there's something that some person doesn't, is doing that you're like, I'm not comfortable with this, mm-hmm. then either work up the courage to talk about it Right. Or go with your gut, being like, mm, I'm not interested in this. Yeah. And so I didn't listen to that gut because I think I was kind of swept away with this person was interested in me. And yeah. I, again, I thought she was attractive. She was smart. She was fun. Like all these things where I was like, oh, this is great. This is everything I'm looking for, you know. <laughs> but uh, again, yeah, why I mentioned that too is like my, my judgment led to me thinking this person is narcissistic. Okay. And... Again, at the end of the relationship, yeah. like, I think this person's narcissistic. That tends to be, I feel like, a very common um, behavioral trait of people that are emotionally abusive is that they're narcissistic. Mm-hmm. At least from 
from what I've, the people that I've met and talked to, I feel like that tends to be a very common mm. trait. Yeah. And there's, and there's a certain empathy for that. At the same right. time, you're like, what am I being put through? Yeah. And I need to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. That self-care, that idea of um, don't just explain everything away. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because especially in, especially in an emotionally abusive relationship, and I think this was something we had talked about previously, was making excuses for their actions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So what, once you guys started dating, what were some of the things that started happening that well, actually, let's do this. When did you realize that you were in an emotionally abusive relationship? Oh, I mean, I didn't really think about that till the end. Till the end? Till the end, yeah. Because I think at the time, I was just like, Michael, have have empathy. Mm-hmm. Like, you care about this person. And so um, find out how you can be on the same page better. Right. And so, you know, along the lines are like, well, let's have conversations. But sometimes those conversations were cut short. Be like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. This is exhausting she would say that or yeah you she say would that? say that okay kind of like we're done gotcha. talking about this because mm-hmm. you're exhausting me mm-hmm. you know and i am a verbal processor so again <laughs> another reason i was like well okay she's got a point right and um but then we never really talked about things we never really resolved anything mm-hmm. so all the things you know were all up in the air and they would you know pile on at different times and uh so yeah towards the end of the relationship i kind of realized oh there are times when she would play on my emotions to get what she wants. Can you think of a specific time? Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> yes. I mean, um, I can think of a couple of them. Okay, One of them yeah. is we were, we ended up going to Hawaii twice in the relationship. So, okay. you know, it wasn't all bad. Yeah, um, right, right. It never is, though. <laughs> no, it's not. No. And that's, a, that's a good thing to remind ourselves. Is, right. Um, I, don't, I just want to speak for my relationship. Is It wasn't all bad. Right. I learned a lot by myself, but mm-hmm. also like she was very loving in a lot of ways yeah. that I still appreciate. Yeah. Well, in a in emotionally abusive relationships, like they have to be, or even any type of abusive mm-hmm. relationship, because if there isn't some good and there there's nothing to hold on to when the bad happens. Right. Right. I never felt more joyful in my life mm-hmm. than with her. I also never felt more frustrated and angry and like down. Right. That's when I was with her. So right. The extremes. Yes. The very polar opposites. And um, the example I'm thinking of is yeah. we uh, were planning to go to Hawaii. And uh, the previous trip to Hawaii, I kind of, I paid for most everything. Mm-hmm. Not everything. Um, and this time I kind of let her know. I was like, well, and money always is an awkward thing to bring up in relationships. Right. So regardless. But I don't think we ever were on the same page as far as money. And so I, I kind of expressed multiple times that, you know, it'd be nice to, um, have a little bit more even, but it is. I always seem to have the wrong words to say when it came to that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want it 50 50 necessarily. Right. But I guess the idea of if I pay for everything, that assumption mm-hmm. is a financial burden yeah. on me and something I can't uphold. I right. can't keep going with that. And so this is right, we're about to go to Hawaii right after a, um, right after we went on a tour, uh, a sketch comedy tour. And she didn't like that I poured my own money into it. Mm-hmm. To me, it was a passion project. It was something that I really wanted to do for uh, for a while. And I was like, great, I'm going to fund it. And um, along the way, she definitely kind of explained to me like, oh, is this, you know, why we're not going out tonight? Or this is why we're not, you know. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a comparison of um, you're yeah. using the money on someone else, not me. Yeah. And yeah. so that kind of, built up that was the build-up and then when we talked about hawaii there was this i was like i brought up um well you know as we go to hawaii like 
it'd be great if we kind of could talk about the money aspects and about maybe what, you know, who pays for what and stuff. And she's like, well, I don't have any money. And I was like, well, and I knew she didn't work. Mm -hmm. And so that's also a reflection where like this whole time she would work occasionally, but Mm. um, kind of one-time gigs and, uh, and she lived at home. So she could save money and she mainly was over in my apartment most of the time anyway. Gotcha. And so, um, yeah, there was these moments when I bring up money where she would get very upset mm-hmm. and very and shut down. And so this was a moment for Hawaii where she's like, "Well, I can't, I can't really afford anything." And I was like, "Well, you know, maybe you know, I suggested using some savings or something like that. You know, some way where she could contribute." Um, and she brought up the last trip. You're like, "Don't you think I contribute the last trip?" And I'm like, "Well, financially, no, not really." Um, but, but I did other things, she would say. I was like, yeah, you did. You look stuff up and you like, and I, I like, I, I do appreciate that. And I'm not really a verbal affirmation person. Right. So also it was like, I'm sorry I didn't share with that you, you know, share that with you more. Yeah. That I appreciated those things you did. Mm-hmm. At the same time is, to me, that was a deflection. Like, right. we're talking about just the finances. Right. And not the other trip and like this trip right now. So it's kind of difficult to just focus on that. And there was an, after I kind of brought up the money again, she's like, well, I can't afford it. I can't afford it. And she almost like instantly cried. And then, you know, I felt awful. Right. I was like, oh my gosh, like I I didn't mean to push too much or I didn't, like I really thought I did a good job at the time. Right. Of like, there's other times I can admit, fully admit I did not do a good job. (laughs) Right. Of bringing things, but I thought like I... I brought it up very directly and kindly. Mm-hmm. And she kind of started like, well, I guess we can't go. I guess we can't go. You know, and I was like, no, this doesn't mean we can't. We just have to return our tickets. Like we can figure something out. And, you know, um, and so I kind of backpedaled. Right. And I was like, well, OK, how do I make this better? How do I make this better? Right. Yeah, I know that feeling. And so I was like, well, you know what? I So our next trip together, let's, let's make sure we talk about this beforehand. I don't want to like, but this is important thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. And so, but afterwards, I was like, oh, we just don't agree with things about money. Like, mm-hmm. that's what the takeaway in the moment was. Right. But upon reflection, it's like, she she cried pretty quickly and easily. Yeah. And I guess I, it just it was like, those tears just completely right. manipulated me into saying, okay, I'm sorry. I'll, like, now it's all on her. Right. And now I must comfort her. Right. And then I'm just like, oh my goodness. So, but how you're feeling? How you're feeling doesn't matter, and what you wanted to talk about doesn't matter. And and honestly, um, not I guess not honestly, but actually, money is a huge part of emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it um, until I started doing research and I started talking to other people. But it's a huge part. Either it it usually tends to be either they have all of the money, the abuser has all the money and is in control and the other person is like financially dependent on them, or it's the other way where the abuser makes the other person pay for everything and is like always like kind of like, oh, well, I don't have the money, so if you can't pay for it, then I guess we're just not going to go. And I'm like, that's not, that's not fair. And any, like in, unless, honestly, the only, unless you're like a millionaire and you just got money to blow and like you like paying for a trip to Hawaii is like, okay, yeah, like that's not going to affect me at all. Like, I feel like that that's her not even taking into consideration, like, your feelings and, and, and your responsibilities and, and all of that and all of the things that you want to be doing with your money. Um, so, yeah, it's just so, it seems so subtle and so, um, 
like a, like something that's not even like that big of a deal, but it's so, I feel like it's just so, um, I don't know what I'm looking for, just so intense when you actually are in it and you're feeling that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I, it, it really felt like, oh, this is a financial issue. We need to talk about finances separately. Right. Rather than ignoring the feeling right in that moment. And if she was disappointed communicating that, mm-hmm. um, and me too, right. communicating like, um, well, I, you know, well, I mean, my feeling, I guess, in that moment was bad. I felt right. bad. Right. And you didn't do anything wrong. I felt like I, well, yeah, <laughs> there, was, there was that, uh, there was that thought. Uh, I was going to say feel like again. Um, <laughs> but the thought was like, oh, well, um, I need to recalibrate. Like, I did something wrong. Mm-hmm. I did something wrong to not communicate this. Um, because our conversations never really happened. Mm-hmm. It happened and then got cut off, mm-hmm. kind of, or, you know. Um, so it, it was like nothing really was discussed in depth. Like, right. I feel this way. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we got to that at points um, with the help of a counselor. Mm-hmm. So we ended up going to counseling, couples you, counseling. Couple, couples counseling, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so... How far into the relationship did you guys start going to couples counseling? Hmm, I would say a year. Okay. Maybe a year and we kind of went off and, I mean, maybe once a month for like six months, something okay. like that. And uh, it was at, it was at the, it was at the church that I attended. She attended as well. I kind of, she never was super interested in like the faith aspect necessarily, like the Christian faith, but mm-hmm. I had said I, I'd like to have a, you know, a spiritual life of some sort together. And so... Mm-hmm she would come and so like she did agree to like go to this pastor Mm -hmm. because it almost felt like maybe initially it was my turf because I'm a Christian Uh, but she liked this pastor I liked him and so um and there are times even in that where it's like that was used like this is um I can't remember the language used but it was uh, she's like well I already feel like I'm on your turf and I'm like we agreed to this right we agreed to this right just like that's that's what they do. They hold on to this thing that they've agreed to doing, and then next thing you know, they use it. And you're like, wait, but... Yeah. Because at point, at one point, she said, like, I, I don't know if I'm comfortable going to him anymore. Because it almost felt like he was, quote, unquote, on my side mm-hmm. at one session. And then another session, I expressed that to her, and she was like, well, you, but you said last time, you know, uh, like, she thought it was, like, even. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, it felt like, you know... He was on my side one, and now it feels like she's on her side. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, there should be no sides. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> so on some level, he became the person in question. Mm. Like, should we even go to this person? Gotcha. When, in hindsight, it's like, oh, he wasn't the problem. Yeah. Did you, were you the one that suggested couples therapy? Or did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I suggested, um, I remember, I remember this too. I remember really kind of lobbying for it and suggesting it. Uh, like it's like 3 a.m. after a fight mm-hmm. and I was just like look I really think it'd be best for both of us if we went to couples therapy mm-hmm. and also you know and I think at this time did I I think I'd already started going to therapy okay I started going to therapy because she suggested that I go because I, I get angry mm-hmm. and I need to take care of that kind of my anger issue mm-hmm. it's like oh I don't gosh. know if I and I, I'm sorry to interrupt I don't remember yeah. if I told you this last time we talked that's also a very common thing in um, emotional abuse is the person doing who's emotionally abusing telling the um, other person that they should go to therapy. They're like, y- you need to work on something, like whatever it is, like you have an issue, you need to go work on it. Yeah. Versus like self-reflecting and being like, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe it's a communication error. Maybe it's a couple 
uh, a couple problem, but it's they're like, nope, it's not me, it's not us, it's you. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah, that definitely was uh, in the moment of like yeah. when you focus on you and your problem, mm-hmm. and then at later you'd be like, oh, I think it'd be helpful if we both went to therapy. They went to couples therapy. We yeah. can kind of work work on yourselves and then work on the whole and right attack from all angles. And there was a, the money was an issue of saying, well, I can't afford a therapist. Mm -hmm. And I even said at one point, I said, like, I will help you pay for the therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, which um, on some level, I kind of let her deal with it because it's her decision. Right. Exactly. You can't. Yeah. And that's a sensitive thing to bring up. Um, And she would say, I've I've been to therapy before and I've never connected with the therapist. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, does that I wonder if that means anything. Right. As well. Right. Because. At first, I was like, oh, no, is that going to happen to me and my therapist? Right. And I, I kind of brought that up to my therapist. And uh, she's like, well, that's a hard thing because I'm a therapist giving this advice about therapists. Right. But uh, kind of what I decided on my own with her help is, well, you need to you need to do the work and invest. Yeah. And if you really don't connect with someone, great. You move on to somebody else. Exactly. I but if that, that happens over and over and over, the question then becomes maybe that's you. Yeah. Maybe you're afraid to... Afraid to connect. You're not allowing yourself right. to. So and you're... Yeah. Yeah. I and would I, agree with that. And that's, I guess, my reflection on a relationship is she didn't necessarily want to have that emotional connection. Because mm-hmm. what does that say about her? Right. You know, I think shame plays a huge part of all of this. Oh, for sure. You know, and it doesn't matter who you are, with you, if you're a narcissist or not, like, shame is yeah. like, oh, I don't want I don't want to deal with this. This mm-hmm. means I'm the problem. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. And then if it gets projected on somebody else, then they have to deal with it. Yeah, it's their problem. You. Yep, exactly. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you, back to, you guys were in couples therapy. How how did that, did that work? Did it not? Did it? I think, at, ah, you know, it's, it's interesting because it really, at moments, I, I felt like we reached an understanding. Mm-hmm. And it was like, great, let's move on from this. And I think at times it did. It, it incrementally incrementally uh, worked a few times like uh, you know behavior did improve mm-hmm. but then after improve for a while my thought was we need to be consistent about this yeah. I really think consistency is important and in her mind I don't think that she disagreed with that mm-hmm. but it was like well you know um, it wasn't a priority for her yeah just in general so mm-hmm. I felt like I was kind of pushing the you know mm-hmm. the narrative of let's go to get therapy let's go to get therapy and um yeah, I think. What was your original question? I think I mean. Uh, couple couples therapy. How did that? How did that work out? Or yeah, and so yeah, I think it did work in moments. Mm-hmm. But overall, I don't think since we were cons- since we were not consistent, mm-hmm. it didn't really help overall. Right. And I think a couple things that were said really like stuck with us of like figuring out. It, you know what it almost seemed to do the negative and positive. The negative was that she would sometimes use that like well. You know, the pastor said this, mm-hmm. and you're not doing that. And you're like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> now you're like, uh, you know, you're keeping me accountable in a way that almost like felt like, like it seemed like revenge. Right. It didn't feel right. Right. It's like you're pointing out an Vers- inconsistency when you need to knock me down a notch. Yeah. Rather than to help me. Right. And, um, so yeah, it was almost used as fuel in arguments. Yeah. And uh, so that was the negative. But then the positive, I think, is sometimes we would keep talking about things, but sometimes 
we would argue about things after couples therapy. Oh, wow. It's like, you said that in there? Yeah. It's not the truth. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, oh, you're questioning me? And so, oh, my goodness. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then sometimes we'd walk out holding hands and everything seemed to be fine for the evening, mm-hmm. you know? And But again, the issues just kept circling back. They never really improved. And ultimately, my thought is... I don't know if I really ultimately respected or trusted her. Mm-hmm. And those are some foundations of a good relationship. Yeah. But how did I ignore like that those are so important and and me telling myself, okay, well, there's all this and this and this and this. Um, because, yeah, the, the trust was like, ah, oh, there's so many inconsistencies and I don't know if you're lying to me or, you know, um, and then the respect is, well, how you treat me, how you treat some other people, how you talk about people. I don't know if I respect that. So, yeah, trust and respect kept coming up right. over and over where I'm like, how am I still in this if I... But, you know, leaving something is so difficult. Right. Well, that's so interesting you said that. And I've actually never thought about that for my relationship. But 100%, like, I even when I was in it, I didn't trust him. I 100% didn't trust him. I was always worried about him lying to me and him, like lying about what he's doing or where he's at and and how he feels and I definitely didn't respect him but I never like thought about that or understood it I mean I was young but it's so interesting to think about that knowing like yeah I didn't but why why did I stay Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's I mean this whole thing with emotional abuses and for me why I was so hard on myself for so many years after the relationship was like why did I stay why did I stay and Mm -hmm. emotional abuses is they it's um built in a way to make you stay like that's the whole point yeah is the manipulation to to bring you down a couple pegs to stay with them in whatever way that they think they can keep you right um so they do what they can and then yeah and then leaving something is hard especially if there's no maybe in your mind at the time no real tangible things that are gonna are good enough to end the relationship and it's like well this kind of happened and it was kind of bad but this also happened and it was really great mm-hmm. kind of like you were saying with the highs and the lows mm-hmm. you're like but it's so high sometimes so that's so great so why would i leave that right and maybe we can get to that most of the time yeah like maybe eventually to, you know aspire to yeah 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 so it's so it's so crazy <laughs> yeah yeah um oh that made me think of something yeah i think it left my head for a second but um um ah i forgot it okay that's right <laughs> um but yeah so i i totally resonate with that um so you were in therapy when you were dating her yes and uh, uh, pretty much every therapy session was about our relationship gotcha okay great <laughs> it really wasn't about i mean uh and my therapist i think did a good job of you know asking some key questions but mm-hmm. you know if i need to verbally just express things for you know 40 minutes of our 45 minute session <laughs> yeah like that at least she you know she made the call as a therapist say well that's that's what you need to get out right that's what you need to get out did your yeah. therapist did your therapist ever say anything about emotional abuse no okay no in fact it's interesting but i brought up that you know i was going to be on this podcast and talking to you about this and she's like oh emotional abuse how do you think she emotionally abused you? And I was like, oh, oh no, are you doubting? And she's like, I'm not doubting. Right. I'm curious on what you think that means. Right. 
And so, because uh, some of the things I brought up, she's like, I don't know if that's emotional abuse. Nothing we brought up today. Right. But yeah, it, it also made me check my thought of, okay, maybe not everything I'm saying is emotional abuse. Right. Well, and I think that's the, so, the hard thing with emotional abuse and is a huge reason why I wanted to talk to people about it is because it is so... It's something that there's there's a difference between a bad relationship and it's just like not working out and emotional abuse. And people get angry and people yell and even healthy relationships, people fight. But there's a difference between like manipulation and just we're, we're having a fight and yeah. it's a bad relationship. I was in, um, I was dating this, uh, this woman for a while and she was great, but I just didn't, I didn't know. I was kind of waffling and I'll never forget. I was like, hey, you know what? Maybe um, we need to spend a month apart and just see if we come back to each other and whatever like that was my thought my genius thought right um really what i found out later it's like michael i think you answered your own question by wanting that right but a month later i was uh, i was on vacation and i didn't get back to her on that day then she contacted me she's like well i guess it's over and i'm i'm upset i'm upset i was so upset that i bought some plates from goodwill and i threw them against a wall um because I didn't like she expressed her feelings right right right. and I was like I felt like an asshole mm-hmm. but also I understood I was right. like well I did I dragged my feet for a month yeah that's what I did yeah so and I didn't get back to you you know I'm the one who suggested it I didn't get back to you in the month anyway so right. I just I, that comes to mind because she yeah. was expressing her emotions right and I was like I'm sorry I didn't I'm sorry you feel that way that's right. a little condescending but right. rather like I'm sorry right and she's like okay I hear your apology yeah you know, Maybe I'll accept it. Maybe I'm not. Right. I, I, like, that's... I, and that's, and I think that is in, and there's a, yeah, like maybe, okay, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have done that, but it wasn't, I think that whole situation goes to show the types of people and how like, okay, maybe you could do something that isn't the best, but still when she expresses her feelings, owning up to that and being like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that was kind of, I'm sorry. I shouldn't yeah. have done that. And that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. It a hundred percent does. And so I respect her for that. Yeah. Versus you blaming her and being like well you know blah 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 how dare you make me feel bad because of that or whatever it's like no you heard her you accepted it and you're like yeah 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 I, I shouldn't have done that I apologize yeah and I think that's when it comes to someone who's emotionally abusive is a thing kind of what we were saying before it's like they're not going to reflect on themselves they're going to push it on someone else because it's right. just easier yeah and you know that even happened where um I think I was probably unintentionally emotionally abusive in a moment after after uh, Amber because then I started dating uh, this other individual and like uh, it was going but you know eventually it ended and I I told this person at the very end like through a text like hey I just wanted to let you know that you you're a really great person and you know kind of like a closure text and she was like why did you do that and I was like because I I I didn't admit this at the time but in my head I'm thinking because I want you not to hate me yeah and I think that's Potentially, I'm no expert, a form of me wanting to her to think kindly of me. Yeah. So it's me wanting her to feel a certain way and me trying to use gentle language of compliments. Mm-hmm. And I don't, again, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but it made me think of I was trying to soften the blow right. rather than just accepting it. Right. Well, and I think that, again, if like becomes the fine line of what's emotionally abusive and what's not because. I understand that feeling of not wanting her to hate you, so you're doing this thing. But I don't think it's manipulative mm. or 
it might not be again the best choice (laughs) but i don't think it's and and it could still hurt her feelings but i don't it doesn't it doesn't sound um manipulative Mm. or and that's i guess the big one that sound manipulation is a big thing condescending is a big thing like it doesn't sound like you're doing anything evil it sounds like you're doing something, yeah, to make you feel better. But, I mean, that's hard not to do as humans. Yeah. And we learn. <laughs> Hi, Squatch. <laughs> and we learn as we go. <laughs> the cat is joining the podcast. <laughs> we learn as we go that um, what's good and what's not. And having that. And it's hard. It's hard to, to, to tell someone you don't want to be with them. Yeah. Especially if you're a nice person, because you're like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but like, I also don't want to be with you. Well, that's the fine that that fine line is. Yeah, it's a really good thing to explore. I'm so glad. Are um, you okay? Oh, 100%. Okay. <laughs> I have a cat. Oh my god, this is adorable. Oh, squat. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, back to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we got distracted by a cat. Yes. Yes. What were we talking about? Oh, the fine line. The fine that, line, yeah. yeah. And it's it's good to know that you are thinking about it. And I think, honestly, that is what shows more that you're not emotionally abusive is that you're thinking about it. Hmm. You're like, oh, shit, like, am I, is this, is this okay? Like, I don't want to um, do that to someone or, it, but it is, it's a, fi- it's a fine line. And that's, hmm. yeah, like I said, why I wanted to do this because, I mean, physical abuse is very clear. They hit yeah. you or they don't. And mm. emotional abuse, there's so much to mm. it. Mm-hmm. And so there's so many different types of it. Yes. And yeah, it's it's a journey. Right. <laughs> it is. It is. So yeah, thank you so much for exploring this. Because, yeah. Yeah, it's something that doesn't get talked about. And, you know, sometimes if we don't know the answer, mm-hmm. you know, then we get, you know, nah, well, let's not talk about it. Yeah. Rather than exploring the gray areas. Right. Um. Before we talked about um, when you were in therapy, I think it was like you trying to help make the relationship work. And I don't remember if this was something that your therapist had you do or you wanted to do for yourself, but you were like making lists to kind of help. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about it? Of course. Yeah. I have some of them here still. (laughs) Wonderful. And was this something your therapist had you do or something you kind of did because of therapy? I think it's because of therapy. She never uh, requested any of these, but you know, uh, making lists of like, what do you want in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Um, What do you need in a relationship? Mm -hmm. You know, the difference between want and need, you know, things I personally need to change about myself. That was definitely therapy related because we're focusing on me. And that's, I think that's also why I value my therapist because uh, unlike a friend who might just be like yeah okay let's keep talking about this other person mm-hmm. rather than therapy saying let's focus on you and your feelings and that's that's hard mm-hmm. that's hard because you don't always know how to articulate them and so then you talk about the other and rather than saying well how does that make you feel and what do you want to do about that like keep turning that question around to focus on you right uh, and on me right. rather than the the them yeah so um yeah yeah and I yeah <laughs> yeah I wrote some of the, I mean yeah my therapist definitely did not give me a list of uh, <laughs> write down things you don't like about her but uh, yeah but that's I did. Like you made a list of things you didn't like yeah but I did <laughs> yeah so and did you share any of the lists with her I think I probably I shared the things I need to change mm-hmm. I and that was things you need to change yes mm-hmm. things I need to change um, and. 
which is interesting. Maybe some of them I don't necessarily need to change. Mm-hmm. I just um, I needed I wanted to change for her. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but also things I don't like about you. I thought, yeah, that's gonna be a rough conversation, right. if anything. But I did think I was like, what if you shared everything you don't like about me, and I shared everything I don't like about you, and then we'll like figure it out. <laughs> Again, Wait, did you say this to her? <laughs> you know what? In general terms, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, or at least I bounced off a friend of mine. Yeah. Like, That's a bad idea. <laughs> that does, Don't do that. That sounds like a terrible idea. It's like a friend of mine once was, I, I sent a, I wanted to ask this woman out, and so I wrote her a poem, and I video, you know, I recorded myself doing it, and I mm-hmm. sent it to her, and I showed my friend, and he was like, oh, you can't send her that. It's Wait, way too intense. Did you already send it to her before you sent yeah. it to her? Yeah. <laughs> And then, this is before on um, Facebook where it says seen. Oh, yeah. So I didn't know if she had seen it yet, so I just deleted it. Uh-huh. Um, and she never brought it up. <laughs> but then part of me is like, did she see it? She did she see it and just never? thought, oh, he must be embarrassed because he deleted it. So he, anyway. So let's not talk about it, right? Yeah. I mean, she eventually went on a date with me, so maybe. So maybe. Regardless, it didn't matter to yeah. her. Um, but, <laughs> so I've been known to do them things that are like. <laughs> Oh, I've got an idea. Mm-mm. Don't do that. You need a second opinion on that. <laughs> um, but some things you're like, I ask and they're like, yeah, of course you can do that. Right. So it's a balance too. Yeah, like, figuring it out. What's a good idea? What's not? Because sometimes I want to cut to the chase. Yeah. You know, I don't always want to like dance around something, yeah. but sometimes it's too intense. Right. No, mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I think we talked about that before. It's like, I'm just like, can we just, just tell me now. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, my therapist says the same stuff. It's like, you don't have to know everything right now. I'm like, why not? Yeah, yeah. But what do you mean? Yeah. I can just ask them. And they're like, that might be a little too much. Is it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it though? And that's what I appreciate about my therapist, which on some level builds trust. Right. With, with her because I'm... Um, my therapist is a woman, just not to get confused with the other her. Right. Um, is she'll call me out. Yeah. And I appreciate that because that's, it's not just like, hey... Whatever you're doing is great, <laughs> you know, right. Michael. Keep it up. Yeah. So. All right. So these lists. Yes. Which one would you like first? Um, I don't know. Uh, let's do. Let's start with the things you need to change or wanted to change about yourself, and then okay. we'll and then we'll move to what you didn't like about her. <laughs> yes. Okay. Things I need to change. Uh, being a person of my word, if I say I'll be on time, for example, I must be on time. Upon reflection of that, that's a hard thing mm-hmm. when you're in a cycle of being late mm-hmm. and you've done it all your life. So I think it's true, being a person of your word, I agree with that 100%. At the same time, I need to, I think the things I need to change is, yeah, if I'm going to be on time, I'm going to try my best to be on time. Right. Rather than beat myself up. Right. Which was, which was ironic because she would be late. And so, but she gets so mad at me for being. Oh, wow. And then that's what the argument became about. Well, you're late. Yeah. You're always late. You're telling me, like, like, well, it's different. It was different in some yep. realm. Yep. That's so funny. That was, I mean, not being mm. late, but there was, I, I can't remember a specific, but I remember it was with me and my ex when we would get in a fight about something. Um, I, I would be like, oh, wait, you got mad at me for the same thing last week. So that means I get to be mad about it. <laughs> but Like, if, if this is what we get mad about. And then you'd be like, no, you can't be mad at me. I'm right. like, but. But you got mad at me. So who, like, what do you mean? Right, right. It, it's either we both get to be mad about it or no one gets to be mad about right. it. Right, right. Which really, in my own situation, it's like advocating and sticking up for yourself. We're like, I'm upset about this. And if I'm not, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Rather than like playing the revenge card. Right. I know that that's, that's difficult. And, you know, 
that idea of revenge, I never even thought about it. Yeah. But in this relationship, I was, uh, I was so focused on like, oh, well, she's doing it to me. Right. So I did kind of get in a vengeful, yeah. a revenge mind state. Yeah. Uh, you know, a mindset. And right. Yeah. I was like, that's not me. Right. That's not me. I'm not a revenge person. Right. Like, if I'm angry, like, in traffic, I might be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to cut you off. And then I, like, breathe for a second. I'm like, no, that's dumb. Right. So I've never been that person. Right. And then I became that person. That's uh, that's the thing that they, uh, uh, I've done so much. I'm, I'm, I love research. I do a lot of research <laughs> right. on shit. Yeah. So since I've been doing this, I've been doing so much research on emotional abuse. And that was one of the things. It's like you start to um, second guess your own decisions. And then you start to... Like, not see you. You're like, this isn't me. I'm not this person. Mm-hmm. I'm not this type of person. Yeah, because when you're not that way around anyone else, you start to get think, well, this is that person. Mm-hmm. Well, that's putting blame on them. Right, maybe We're it's right. me around this person. But I do spend most of my time with this person, so maybe this is me underneath it all. Right. So that's a scary thought. Right. You're like, oh wow, I'm just a big old asshole underneath yeah. it all. When you're like, well, maybe you're not. Yeah, I feel like if you're having those questions in your head, mm-hmm. swatch. Psst, psst. If you're having those, if you're asking yourself that, I feel like that goes to show, I mean, not saying that just because you're asking yourself that question doesn't mean you're not being an asshole, but I think it still goes to show like, okay, but you're still doing some self-reflecting. Yeah. Like, okay, like, am I like this all the time? I'm confused. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, more, more of the list, more of the list. (laughs) Things I need to change. Planning a time to talk rather than going straight into it. This will cause you less stress and therefore I want to honor that. So this goes to, this deals with what I was talking about before of like kind of cutting off the conversation Mm -hmm. of saying, I don't want to talk about this anymore. So then coming up with a specific time to talk, Mm -hmm. which didn't happen most of the time. I was going to say, yeah, did it happen or even I mean, maybe occasionally, but we did spend a lot of time together. So even I think about it, like how much time we spent together. That was one of the things where we need to have our own lives outside Mm -hmm. of this relationship. There's a lot of codependency, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, And... Me never being in a relationship was like, this is how a relationship goes. Yep. Rather than having to be told by friends, being like, mm, you're around each other a lot. Yeah. I don't think that helps. Right. That's one of the things they would advocate for me the most is they would say, you need to have some more time alone. Yeah. Or friend time or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, even in that, I just, planning a time to talk rather than going straight into it. This will cause you less stress and therefore I want to honor that. That's what I need to change. I don't know. For some reason that seems a little bit slanted yeah um, I would agree I'm changing it for her I'm mm-hmm. not changing it for me I right. guess that's why it feels slanted. yeah yeah um, another one is uh, I need to change the mentality that time spent together is always quality time that's what I said things I need to change wait so uh, I guess um, things I need to change is I think that time spent together is always quality time no, no matter what it is is it is it not I don't know. That's I mean, that's I'm a little confusing. Yeah, because I I feel like it would be like any any time that I spent with my significant other would I would consider. Yeah. I guess it it depends on what what that person thinks quality time is right. and identifying that if they're like okay quality time is us sitting here talking about our feelings, mm. um, but I don't know. Yeah, like even just being in the same room and spending time together. Maybe that's, it's my love language is yeah. quality time. Okay. Where, you know, some people's love language is, you know, verbal affirmation or physical right. touch. And so, yeah. 
Um, so for you, even just hanging out, like even if you are just in the same room working on separate things in your mind, that's quality time. I think so. I mean, I would agree with that. Yeah. So yeah, we just weren't on the same page. Pa- with page that. with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I need to change my need to win an argument, aka stubbornness. How do you how do you feel about that now? Uh, <laughs> you know, I think how I did it is not. I'm not proud of that. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know, it takes two people to argue. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have just like said, okay. Yeah. Did you? I and I'm. I know this is hard, and I feel like this question is very immature but did she ever let you win arguments because i feel like in relationship are you yeah well that's what i was like i never i never won even when i knew i was right i still Mm -hmm. didn't win that argument right occasionally and this happened just a handful of times where it was like admitting you know i shouldn't have done that but she would she would she would but it was always initiated by me saying the same thing what what is me apologizing and saying i shouldn't have done this Gotcha. She's like, oh, and I and then this. okay, but and she then would she'll... never initiate. You would be like, I shouldn't have done this, and she would be like, okay, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it wasn't. She wasn't just parroting back what I said, right? But like, she would have her own like thing that she was like, okay, I'll admit, I should. Yeah, have done it that. took me to admit it first, which you know, initiation is an interesting conversation in any relationship, right? Where you know, someone like, oh, I always seem to initiate, you know, physical contact. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? initiate and I'm, I'm you know that people like well maybe oh I don't I don't think I have time or I don't have a, you know there's no time gap to, to do it right you know because you're always initiating right. so I don't know there's um, there's always those discussions too right um, right but yeah but the focus on I need to change my stubbornness mm-hmm. I guess that's kind of part of it um, things I need to change I need to um, oh things I need to change I need to respect you 100% of the time not conditionally. And that's funny because earlier you said you didn't respect yeah. her at all. Right. So, so it was forcing me to do something that I didn't. Right. I didn't. And I wonder, feel. and this is this is me projecting myself onto your relationship and story. <laughs> yeah. um, but because that's something I, uh, I try to do is convince myself of something like, oh, okay, I, I feel this way or I don't feel this way. And I'll like journal about it and then I'll reread it and be like, reread it like months later or something like oh wow I was trying to convince myself like I was trying to convince myself that I had respect for her or whatever it may be Mm. um so that's what it sounds like to me and I don't especially since you said later you didn't respect her I was like I wonder if that was you trying to convince yourself in some way that you do respect her I I want yeah I I think that probably was um because yeah respect to me, respect is given until it's taken away. Mm-hmm. Where some people, they need to build respect towards someone. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, it was already, it's already knocked off a little bit. So, mm-hmm. just saying, like, I need to respect you. I need to respect you is not probably helpful. Right. Helpful. Right. Or healthful. Or either one. Yeah. <laughs> you got to figure out why do I not respect you and mm-hmm. how do I, how do I, because I want to repair that. Right. It's a desire, but, yeah. Right. Um, Another one would be having a knee-jerk reaction to an attitude. Be calm. See the best in what you're saying and how you're saying it. Not how you're saying it. So, yeah, things I need to change. Um, having a knee-jerk reaction to an attitude. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to be calm or I need to be calm and see the best in what you're saying, not how you're saying it. And yeah, I would even go against that no. now. Because yeah. 
you know, if I have a knee-jerk reaction, my body's telling me something. Right. It's a, it's an impulse. It's uh yeah. It, yeah. Go. Yeah. But yeah, impulsion. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's natural. Like I, I really can't prevent it. I mean, I definitely, everyone probably can be more calm and do right. meditation and like there's, find a way to. Right. I feel like there's something different. There's a difference between just bursting into anger as soon as something happens and being like having a knee jerk reaction to their body language or mm-hmm. tone or whatever that's going to make you feel some way that's it's just like it's something that hits you yeah yes and so yeah and you know be calm see the best in what you're saying not how you're saying it how someone says something that's a big deal yeah i need to wear be aware of that too right um everyone does so yeah I, the more that i go through this list again i'm like oh i don't know if i need to change any of these things right it was you. I, it sounds. It does. It sounds like it was you, understanding her game and you trying to play it so that mm. it, you would you would always reach those highs. You're like, okay, if you play her game, you do the things that she's okay with. You understand what sets her off, and you don't do any of them, mm. and then you'll always have that high, yeah. and you won't have any of those lows. That's a good point. Yeah. No, that's exactly. I think. A lot of these things I need to change is like, how do I just make you happy? Mm-hmm. How do I make you happy? If you're happy, I'm happy. Right. And then, uh, right. The, and I've last two, and one of them, yeah. The next one is uh, things I need to change. And I wrote these um, probably, you know, a year into the relationship, mm-hmm. maybe a little later. Um, another one is not bringing up things over and over again. Mm-hmm. I need to change that. Well, if they never got dealt I with. I was going to say, if they're not going to get addressed, you're going to keep bringing them yeah. up. <laughs> I didn't think about that one. And then the last one on the list is things I need to change. Be careful on how I speak my opinions so it doesn't sound like you need to share the same one. I speak with conviction. Mm-hmm. I have, man, thank you friends who have told me that and have bared with me. But yeah, sometimes I speak like this is a fact. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I guess... Yeah, be careful on how I speak my opinion so it doesn't sound like I need to, like they need to share the same one. Mm-hmm. Well, if someone doesn't share it, they can express that. I guess right. I've, I've never really cut someone off, but I right. guess my, the way I speak is almost like, this is final. Right. That's funny. I mean, my, me and my mom talked about that because she's that way. She, mm. show a lot of times, and me and her have had that conversation because she'll say something to me. I'm like, mom, it sounds like that's the way it has to be. And she's like, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, that's just how I feel it should be. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want it to be that way, you can say something. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I've, I've, my mom is like that. So I yeah. get it. Um, yeah. So, that's, I get so that. yeah, it's interesting because also I think one of the, reasons why she was attracted to me is like I was a leader leadership position mm-hmm. and so like that leadership was um I think I'm not over speaking here is I think was a turn on for her mm-hmm. too of like oh you know he commands a room and that and so part of that is like speaking with conviction which I would like probably summarize that now I also need to be aware that if someone disagrees that I can't just be like oh you're wrong you know like, right there's there's follow-up right right, right. But just how I speak is how I speak right I guess like that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Things I need to change. All right. So give me a few things that you don't like about her. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> things I don't like about Amber. When your tongue becomes sharp with attitude, sarcasm, insults. She would insult you? Yeah. I wrote insult. This was written before. You know, this wasn't written after. This was while we were in the relationship. During it. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time she, we did social, um, social justice work together social justice um theater stuff and she 
she once said like that um called me sexist which mm. for me really hurt because i was like i'm sexist because i'm arguing with you like to me it's just her right i'm not speaking about women mm-hmm. in general but it cut me and it kind of distracted me from what was going on mm-hmm. i'm like oh okay and now i felt awful right for you know i don't think i ever really fully recovered from that that accusation mm-hmm. that i'm sexist and i reflected i talked to um I try not just to talk to male friends. Right. I talk to female friends, which, I mean, thank you and a shout out to all friends that listen to other friends during tough relationships yeah. or relationships in general. Right. They're doing, their empathy means the world. Right. Um, but yeah, like sharing that, it was, it was like, wow, yeah, that's that was uncalled for. Like right. That's, I guess, quote unquote, low hanging fruit where right. you're like, oh, hit, hit him in the gut. Right. Where, yeah, he, he does social justice work and he's gonna call, and you're going to call me sexist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to get him. Right. Well, that's what they do. They figure out what your weakness is and they make sure that they poke at that and, like, make sure they like they know what's going to make you feel bad yeah. and they're going to say it. And it hurts even more coming from a significant other. And that, that happened, um, I, th- I can only remember it happening once, but that's what happened with sex once, too. It's like, we're still talking, we're kind of arguing, and it's almost like, she wanted to have sex in that moment. Almost mm-hmm. like, as a distraction? I don't know. Right. To make this go away. Yeah. And it's, sex is distracting. Right. So, yeah. you know, there's one thing to have like, quote unquote, makeup sex. Where right. it's after you have a discussion and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But mm-hmm. it's another thing to be like, cut through all of that and just have sex where you feel good. Right. And then you never deal with it again. So it's like another potential distraction technique. Yeah. Because um, I remember doing it. I remember doing it once because I just remember feeling really bad afterwards. Mm-hmm. felt really kind of dirty. Like, yeah. I feel like I cheated on you with someone else. Right. Like, I don't know what that feels like, honestly, but right. like, that's my assumption where you're just like, ah, why did I do that? I should have done that. I should have done that. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, random thought. Yeah. Um, things I don't like about you. Abruptness. I feel like, I think, some things need to be done in your time or else you'll hold it against me or get pissed off. Is probably you know say it's probably true. I yeah. mean that's a that's a sign of emotional abuse. Yeah, and the abruptness happened a lot. Whether it was like and I've kind of mentioned it already, where it's like uh, we're stop coming in this conversation. Mm-hmm. We've already talked about this for a half hour. We need to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it needs to be done in your time. So yeah, it happened a lot. Things I don't like about you: assuming I'm trying to change you or your opinion. Because I speak with conviction, which is the inverse of yeah. things I need to change. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to change your opinion. And, you know, it, it reminds me of um, some relationships I've been in the past, like relationship with my mother is like the way she speaks is so harsh. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's just this, um, it's so hard not to react to it, especially mm-hmm. when that's in my family history. Right. Um so yeah, now how do you change that? Mm-hmm. You change how you speak about something. Right. I, I don't know. Um, so there might be like, I don't know, it's a whole issue to explore on its own. But, right, right. Um, let's see here. Things I don't like about you. Thinking about what's best for me. I feel like I submit to what you want or need much more than you do for me. This doesn't happen all the time, but I think there's an imbalance. I had that qualifier at the end. Right. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, thinking about what's best for me. I don't know if she considered me. Right. 
And it's interesting the language. I feel like I submit to what you want or need. Mm. And it's like that Hawaii trip. Yeah. It did feel like I was submitting. Like, right. Okay, okay, okay. The fire is going. How do I put the fire out? Right. Yeah, going back to what can I do to make you happy? Yes. So that we don't fight anymore because I don't want to fight and I want the happy times. I don't want the bad times. Yes. So you doing whatever you can. That makes me think of there was certain things that me and my ex would constantly fight about. Mm. So knowing it got to the point where I I like the things I, I knew I could say to calm him down so we didn't have to fight anymore. Yeah, yeah. And like knowing what that was and then realizing it being like okay so when he gets mad at me about this which i think is like deep down i was like which is a super thing to get mad at me about but he is and i don't want to fight about it say these things Mm -hmm. and do this for him and do whatever i can to make sure he's not mad at me anymore yeah yeah you know what i think um one one reason that was used multiple times was i'm hangry Mm. i'm hangry oh wow you or she she's hangry okay and I get that that can be a thing. When right. I'm hungry, I can get angry too. Right. It almost it seemed like an excuse. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I'm hangry. Like once I get, you know, food, like this then, won't happen. Then it'll be fine. But then you won't talk about it. Then you won't talk about it. No, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Last one. Things I don't like about you: posting deep thoughts on Facebook before sharing them with me. Would she do that a lot? She would. In fact, that was one of the things that kind of officially broke us up. Did, would she post about your relationship? Yes. Like, it's clear that it's about me. Like, she would still veil it a little bit, but she's getting this, like, there's so many strangers on Facebook or acquaintances. Like, that's... I'm actually... I'm pretty much an open book. But she's pointing out, you know, flaws in me on Facebook. It's so inappropriate. Right. Especially in general, yes. And then especially since she didn't even, like, talk to you about it beforehand. Yes. And, like, one time she was calling out also one of my best friends too oh wow who I like it was for Thanksgiving and so I went over to his place for Thanksgiving and he he had he had a rough time he clashed with Amber but there Mm -hmm. was like um on some level he was like hey I want to welcome you and her over for Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. my choice though I was like I don't feel comfortable with you going over there because you're on some level a wild card I don't know what you're gonna say I don't I don't trust you yeah um, so I said, I'm going to go up there for Thanksgiving and I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And then she posted something on Facebook about, um, what would you think if your like boyfriend went to Thanksgiving without you to a friend, to a friend's house that doesn't, that doesn't like you or something like that? Like very much right. exactly in her mind what happened. That is, oh my goodness. I but thankfully, when I was dating my ex, social media wasn't a huge thing just yet because it was so long ago. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, that's so manipulative because then she's trying to, she's not giving all the details. She's making you the asshole with giving no details. And then she's going to get all these responses of being like, yeah, fuck that dude. Yeah. And then she can come to you and be like, see, I'm right. Oh my goodness. And I'm yeah. like, but they don't have all the information. I, I intentionally did not look at that because I did not want to see that. I didn't right. want people to like her post or like it or, you know, love it or whatever. Respond. And because I, if people, if, if I saw a friend post that, yeah, I would instantly be like, well, that dude's an asshole. And mm-hmm. he, it sounds like that, but that's not all the information. Yeah. And I, and, and it was bad because people, people know. Right. People know. Exactly. And so I, I, I called her. I was like, could you please take that down? Yeah. Because that's, that's not just me. It's also my friend right. we're talking about. And also, on some level, his family. Like, yeah. It was multi-layered. And 
I think she did. I think she did. It was still up for 24 hours, mm-hmm. but she took it down. But yeah, and that, that happened a lot. And even after we broke up, there were multiple times where it felt like she was trying to get at me, mm-hmm. get at me. One of them, like via social media, like, and I told my friends, don't tell me anything. If there's any allusion to me or whatever, but like there was kind of this quote unquote sexy video that she posted afterwards that I took, you know, but there was no like, you know, it's almost like she just took it mm-hmm. type of thing. So I don't know if that was for me or not. Right. Like, so that's not my call. Right. There was that, but then there was also one that was more direct that was like, oh, it's, um, it's a little weird to watch your ex in commercials or something like that. And I'm like, well, that's me, I think, because I just came out with a commercial. Right. You know, and so don't talk about me. Just like, right. like just... privacy. And, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the downfall of social media. Like people are like, look at me, look at me, look at me. And also empathy or sympathize with me, sympathize mm-hmm. with me, sympathize with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And, like, even after we broke up, like, just, like, I don't know, half a month, a month after, like, posting, like, celebrating this person's uh, birthday, who she ended up, like, she's now in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, like, again, do I know if any of these are meant for me? No. Right. But it's almost like, look at me. Look how great I'm doing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and that's, you know. One of my regrets is thinking about how in the beginning of my relationship, I was like, hey, we should go out. We're practically going out now. Right. You know, after she had, you know, been single, I think, for maybe a month. Mm. I should have listened to her the first time and just said, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. And who knows? Some of the stuff might have been revealed. Never would have gotten a relationship. Right. But uh, I was so excited about it that mm. I kind of like, um, I mean, she ultimately made the decision. But right. I kind of was like, come on. Right. Come on. You know, and so, um, I don't know, uh, someone that I would deem, like, um, you know, um, what's it called? Codependent. Mm -hmm. That's not healthy for them at all. Right. So me encouraging that is not going to be, you know helpful anyway not that I know right I yeah really I guess it comes down, it's, it's easier to look back on it yeah and see that and you yeah. can't yeah you can't put all that responsibility on yourself right right and even seeing some of the writing on the wall like as it as I went where there's one time where it's like you know I don't know if this is working out mm-hmm. and she's like well we gave it a shot it's like I wasn't breaking up with you right like oh like it was so quick and yeah. I was like all right yeah so you're so indifferent about this. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Which actually made me want to be in it even exactly. more. Exactly. You're just like, but, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that happened. That happened twice. And both times she was indifferent. And then I came kind of crawling back. Right. For lack of a better term. And so right. coming back. And, um, yeah. I want to wrap it up here. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, no. You're good. This is all <laughs> great. I love it. Uh, one last question and then we'll kind of finish it. How did you guys, how did the, how did the relationship end? Well, um, during that Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. I basically uh, was coming back up, and um, I said, I called her, and... Oh, real quick, at this point, yeah. did you did you have the words emotional abuse for that? Did you have those words to describe the relationship yet? Not yet. Okay. I don't think I really had those words till after the relationship. Yeah, same. Ended. I just, I knew I've yeah. met some people that have had it, like... They've, in it, in yeah. there. So that's why I was just curious. But you just knew you're like, this isn't. Yeah, okay. just like it keeps happening. Like, mm-hmm. there's no improvement. Mm-hmm. I think that was the main thing. Is there's no improvement, and it's getting worse, mm-hmm. and it's getting more personal. Yeah, with my friends. 
Yeah. That's not mm, so uncomfortable. And so like on the phone conversation I had with her as I was coming back home is she was like, look, I said, I'm sorry. Like, what else do you want from me? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's how you're going to respond to me. Right. You messed up. Right. And it wasn't just that. That right. was one. Another thing that happened during that, uh, there's a person that she admitted that she knew liked her mm-hmm. and she spent all day with him. Mm-hmm. But she was seeing, we were in a relationship for two years. Right. And he kept saying stuff like, hey, you know, um, do you want to go to, you know, go to dinner? She's like, okay. Do you want to go and do this? Go to a bar afterwards? Like, so in his mind, I don't, I don't know what was in his mind. Right. I assume he knew we were still together. Right. But the action of her would, would suggest that maybe we aren't. Right. And so if he likes her, of course, he's going to keep. He's going to keep. Yeah. And so she didn't say no any of this time. Right. It kind of goes to when you guys first started hanging out. Where it was just like, oh, yeah, we're just hanging out. And you're like, wait, but are we dating? Right. And I, I realized in the beginning, it's like, yeah, we we weren't dating, but that was right around the corner. Right. Right, and right. So, so I was like, I was upset at the Facebook thing. I was upset at her hanging out all day with this guy. And I was, I was upset at him at first. Mm-hmm. I was like really mad being like, oh, well, he knew and he, he kept pushing you. He kept mm-hmm. pushing you. But in reflection, like she said yes the whole time. Right. She never told me. And like she, you know, she's like, oh, I thought I was innocent. Like, so, cause my, my fear was that he kept like, it was almost like a threat. Like, mm-hmm. yes, you're going to hang out with me. Right. You know, but it never was as far right. as she told the story. So it sounded like something she wanted to do. She wanted to feel valuable right. or appreciated because she yeah. didn't feel that for me mm-hmm. so i was like okay i will incorporate this as emotional cheating mm-hmm. now i don't i don't want to get into that because i don't really know exactly but it felt right. so like you are intentionally hanging out with this guy no. to get you know affirmation right and so i was like so there's the combination of that and i was like i'm upset mm-hmm. and she was like well i she did apologize, but she's like, I apologize. What else do you, what else do you want from me? Mm-hmm. I almost, in a sense, like turning it back on me. Like, you're the problem. Like, right. why are you angry at me? I'm like, well, because it's like, what else do you want from me? I remember her saying. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I'm just upset. Right. And so we hung up the phone and I got to her place. And she said some things, you know, she knew what to, she knew what to say to get me upset. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just was yelling in my car, I remember. And she was in her car behind me. Because I needed to like remove myself from her car for a second, mm-hmm. and we're you know we're outside of her house, so the only safe place to do it was my car. And I was yelling loud, and she heard me. She heard what I said out loud. I was trying to get out all my emotion to come back. And anyway, I was just like, I don't, I don't think this is this is not working. Mm-hmm. So we broke up, and that night, but we weren't officially broken up because after like a week or something, she had to get some of her stuff and right. stuff like that, and then. I remember like around Christmas time, she she called, we talked for like two hours on the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are we talking on the phone? If Because like, I would like to get, my thought was, I want to get back together, like a truncated version, if you don't treat me like shit. Mm-hmm. If you stop treating me like shit, I would love to get back together, honestly. Right. And um, I don't know if I put it that blat- blatantly to her, but I don't think that in her mind that had been fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but she told me about this time about like, oh yeah, I let this guy... Um, like buy me dinner the other the other day and I'm like so you let this guy so you let this guy buy dinner for you and she's like yeah I wasn't really interested and I was like but you got a free dinner out of it she's like yeah and like to me I'm like I don't respect that right and um but then she's talking to me for two hours so I'm like you're just using this guy 
Right. For free dinner. I don't know then, if that's all of it. Yeah, and then for her to bring it up to you is just kind of like a little... Why? It's a part of the manipulation it's, to try to, oh my to get something out of you to either make you jealous or to get you to come back or to, to get a reaction out of you. So when I came back from uh, Christmas break, I you know we kind of got back together. Mm-hmm. We were kind of slowly kind of reintroducing ourselves and things were going better. Mm-hmm. Things were going better. Um, and at... Um, but finally, she called me kind of out of the blue, and she said, hey, are we in a relationship or not? And I was like, well, I, I thought we were kind of building something. Mm-hmm. She's like, look, I can't do that anymore. Like, do you want to be in a relationship or not? I was like, well, then well then no. Like, mm-hmm. if, that's, if that's your stance, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not feeling black and white about it. Right. So, um, yeah. So I guess that was officially the end. And, uh, yeah, there's been things in the last two years where... Um, I saw her at a party and I, I left. I was already going to leave, but mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to deal with this. And right. then she reached out to me saying, hey, do you want to, you know, um, no, even before that. So like, there's just a couple instances where it's like, I don't know what she wants out of this. Right. But I don't know if it adds to manipulation, but, right. you know, um, she called me out, uh, out of nowhere again and was like apologizing to me. I'm mm. like, what are you apologizing for? You know, and like, she was really broken up. But then, Abruptly, she was like, I got to go. So she hung up. And then a month later, I texted her like, can we please continue this conversation? Because you just opened a wound. and like, mm-hmm. Right. And basically, she sent me a long text, a very impersonal one. That's just like, you know, it's best to, sometimes to get over someone. It's good to date, go on dates. Just give me advice. Right. I'm like, okay. All and right. then at the very end of it, she's like, uh, please don't contact me. And I was like, all right, fine. Wow. Yeah. Fast forward a year. Oh, wow. I saw her at a party. Yeah. And she was like... Um, she sent me a text mm-hmm. and she's like hey it's Amber and I just want you to know I didn't keep her number saved to my phone mm-hmm. and um, she was just like hey I, it'd be great if we could be at a party and not feel awkward and I was like okay great mm-hmm. you know I, I, I'm like yeah can we meet up and talk and it sounded like she was okay with that like right. let's meet up and talk and then she said a few things and I'm like mm, that doesn't check out because it sounded like she doesn't actually want to meet up like she's mm-hmm. going back on kind of that right. idea because really I found out she just wanted to not feel awkward at a party. Right. She wasn't thinking about me. Right. And closure mm-hmm. or having a conversation. And so she's like, yeah, well, maybe we'll build to it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, I opened up my heart again. Right. And you kind of stomped on it. So it's like, all right, great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and since then she's been back a few other times. Oh, wow. No conversation with me. No, like, wanting to make eye contact. No. And you're like... I don't know why you're in this community. Right. You've been gone for two years. And as far as I know, you're not really friends with most anybody here. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like a, a mind game. Right. She even admitted in our relationship. She played mind games. That's so, she admitted it. Uh, that's so weird. That, that, that's a thing. That's a thing. That's another one of the things that I've researched. They usually admit it. They're like, yeah, I do this. Like, I do that. Because then you start to be, like, sympathetic with them. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Thank you for opening up to me. Like, all right, yeah, right. yeah. Like, Because that seems like a hard thing to admit. Right. But. It's just part of the mind game. Part of the mind game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so these just are just examples of, I think, mind games along the way. And I'm right. like, Michael, you at least, she came for the third time now just recently. And it's like, all right, she's just a person. Right. I, you know, and I told her in that text, though, the last time we really communicated via mm-hmm. text, I said, just so you know, I will always be uncomfortable when I'm in the same room with you. 
unless we have a conversation. I like that. I think that's... She didn't respond to that text. But, and that doesn't surprise me because that's going to have to, that means self-reflecting for her. Yeah. And so it's like, well, she knows that she's making me uncomfortable about being in that room without a conversation, yet she still shows up. Mm-hmm. Which so. I don't think it's too much for you to ask. It's not like, it's not like you were saying if you're anywhere, it, it, you, the fact that you were like, as long as there, we have a conversation, unless we have a conversation, it, what, you weren't just like, oh, if you ever come around, I can't, I can't be around you. Right. That's different. That's mm-hmm. like you being unfair. But if you say, hey, this is how I'm feeling, if we have a conversation, it's something I can definitely get over. Right. And she's just ignoring that. And that text, I ran it through my therapist. I ran it through I my friends. That, I ran it through everyone yeah, to make I sure. Yeah, I think that's a great text. That it was like not too pointed. Right. I edited some things out. Some things that were unnecessary. Some right. things I didn't need to say. And uh, yeah, because it's just like you need to know how you're affecting me. Right. It's like if you get bullied, you need to say, hey, you're bullying me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, not, I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I would like you to stop. Yeah. Well, the bully could just be like, okay. Yeah. But you don't know. There's no dialogue. Right. Just like, oh, I got called out. Now what do I do? Right. You know, or the worst case scenario is like, you're bullying me. You know, like, so, right. right. But uh, yeah, you kind of like, I, if I can do the most I can do on my side, I feel there's some form of good feeling there. Right. It's still not satisfying. Better. Right. Um, but yeah, it makes me realize that. I need to look for that in other relationships. Mm-hmm. If I see something that, if my body or if my mind reacts in a certain way, I need to unpack it with someone, maybe, but also I need to trust myself. Right. That's one thing I really learned is I need to trust myself. Yeah. And actually on that, that was what I was going to ask you, like reflecting on your relationship now after you, you it was like two years ago when yeah. it ended. How do you feel about it now? You said you... It still affects me. Yeah. It still makes me upset. Yeah. I mean, 10 years later for me and I, I still have, yeah. I still feel... And you know, I carry that. I carry that into every relationship I have, mm-hmm. and it also, since it was my first relationship, I think that has something to do with it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's I carry it with me, and I try not to compare. I try mm-hmm. not to compare her with anyone else that I'm dating. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. The people that I have dated after her, though, I can safely say that I trust them mm-hmm. and I respect them. That's good. There's other issues that right, right. that happen. But that's a good start. It's a good start because that's a baseline. Yeah. I don't want to budge from that baseline, but mm-hmm. I did because I was so wrapped up in wanting something to work so bad yeah. and me focusing on those positives so much, holding on to it mm-hmm. with you know a closed grip and yeah, letting things go as far as uh, I need this. If I don't have this, nothing else will happen. Because right. that's the fear of not being in a relationship because mm-hmm. it will never ever happen again or... Maybe this person's the one, and I'm just, maybe I'm the selfish one. I'm the stubborn one. I'm the one that needs to change. And if I change, everything will be fine. Because I remember even saying, like, after we kind of broke up, eh, you know, not officially broke up, but broke up in, in, in between that time, uh, of saying, yeah, like, maybe we both work on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then we come back together if it works out, mm-hmm. you know, whenever we're ready. Mm-hmm. And I sincerely meant that. And she was like, yeah, you know, that sounds good. And then she gets into a relationship right away. And you're like, okay. Yeah. So that's not what she wanted to do. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. And that's where you also have to realize is sometimes things said in relationships are said because you're trying to hold on to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't mean it's forever. And right. so you got to... Uh, if you really take people at their word, that's tough. Because right. like, oh, you lied to me then. Right. And so, yeah. 
It's good yeah. to reflect on it. This yeah. Is, this is therapeutic in some way. Yes. Good. Thank I'm you. glad. I appreciate it. Thank that. you for coming and sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Episode 5 of Kiss with Abuse. Want to stay updated with all things Kiss with Abuse? You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Kiss with Abuse Podcast. And if any of these stories resonated with you, or if you want to share your experience with emotional abuse, please send me an email at kisswithabuse at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. If you or someone you know is experiencing emotional abuse and you want someone to talk to, you can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. I know it's called domestic violence, but they do help people experiencing all types of abuse. So if you need someone to talk to, please give them a call.